to welcome everyone today, and especially if you're a guest with us today, we welcome you. We're so glad to have you in service with us today. Thank you for being here. Praise God. Those of you that may be joining us online, wherever you're joining us from, we welcome you as a part of this service today as well. Matthew chapter 7, excuse me, Matthew chapter 9. Matthew chapter 9 and verse number 7. And he arose and departed to his house, but when the multitude saw it, They marveled and glorified God, which giveth such power unto men. And Jesus passed forth from thence. He saw a man named Matthew sitting at the receipt of custom. That sounds really, you know, important and fancy until you realize he was an IRS agent. saw him sitting at the receipt of custom, and he saith unto him, Follow me. And he arose and followed him. In John 1.43, John says the, the day following, Jesus would go forth into Galilee and findeth Philip, and saith unto him, Follow me. I want to preach to you this morning on those two Simple words, follow me. Father, thank you so much for your presence that we have experienced in this place today. Thank you for responding to our worship and our praise. Thank you for already ministering and touching hearts and lives in this place today. Now, God, I pray that you would continue to minister in this service and that you would do that through your word. I pray, God, that you would speak to us today, Lord. That you would simply allow me to be a messenger to deliver a message that would come from you. You know every individual in this place. In fact, Lord, your word says you've you've got the very hairs of our head numbered. You know us more intimately than anyone else does. So I pray that you would speak, that you would minister, that you would work this place today. I trust you. I depend on you today, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. John tells us at the end of the book of John that if everything Jesus had said and done was recorded, that the the world could not contain the books. So, I acknowledge that. I think because of that, when we read the scriptures, we have to be mindful um, that, that we may not be getting every single thing God did and said, everything Jesus did and said. But I also have confidence in the Word of God that what we are supposed to know, God, through the inspiration of His Spirit, made sure that we got those things. And there are times in which we actually, there are, there are some times that I find there are some details that are mentioned that are almost seem to be trivial or frivolous details, but apparently there, there's something important about them that God made sure. One, one of those is this, the story of, of Jesus feeding the 5,000 and the boy with the little, with the, the, the young boy with the the lunch of five loaves and two fishes. And the Bible says, and it, it says there was much grass there. Okay. I, I think there's significance in that. If it's going to tell us that, there's a reason. And, and so the, the flip side of that is this, and I'm, I'm just trying to be, uh, uh, have integrity here with you. But, but the, the flip side of that is, in, in these two accounts I've read to you of Jesus calling 
Matthew calling Philip to follow him and be his disciple according to what is written in these accounts. Of course, the book of Matthew, Matthew was the one used to write that and, and, and in his recounting of the story, he simply says that Jesus says to him two simple words, follow me. He doesn't say there was anything else said. He doesn't say there was any other explanations I choose to believe that Jesus simply said to Matthew and to Philip, follow me. How much more simple can you get than that? Follow me. You know, there's words in the English language that um, they're not commonly used and, and, and and, and people reference them. One of those, I just heard one of those the other day. My wife and as a part of her laying around and, and trying to be occupied was watching a home decorating show. And, and, and one of the individuals on there referencing the setup in a room used the word juxtaposition. Brother Evans, I know you know that word. <laughs> That's a cool sound, juxtaposition. There are words like that. There's other words that that there's there's other words that are less commonly used, but we still have a basic idea of what they mean. But Jesus chose a simple word, two simple words. He just simply said, "Follow me." Two words that that children from very young ages begin to learn what those two words mean. Don't need an education, don't need a master's degree, don't, don't need some kind of big explanation. It's just simply follow me. Jesus, to, to, to more than just an individual, says in Matthew 16 and 24, it says, Jesus said unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. To two guys that he's calling specifically to be disciples, two guys that he very intentionally calls at at the beginning of his ministry, he says to them, follow me. But then he says, if any man, if anybody is going to come after me, Let him deny himself, take up his cross, and then let him follow me. In three out of the four Gospels, these words are mentioned. In fact, uh, there's there's some things throughout the Gospels that that the same story is told, but it's told with a little bit different uh, twist on it, a little bit different take on it. And I think the, the bottom line of that is God used three different, was using different individuals. And, 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 and I, I believe part of the significance of that is it shows us that God is not expecting all of us to be clones of each other. So there's sometimes the same story, you, you get a little bit different take on it. But it's interesting to me because in Matthew 16:24, Mark 8:34 and Luke 9:23 this this is mentioned and 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 the second half of this verse in, is basically the identical words in each in each verse. Let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. Follow me. Just just Follow me. I want you to follow me. I, I want you to watch where I'm going. I, I, I want you to see what I'm doing and I want you to follow me. Just, just follow me. There was, there was a man who came to Jesus Matthew 19 and verse 16. Behold, one came and said unto him, Good master, 
What good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? Do you know how many people come to Jesus, come to church, to see what they can get from Him? you got a need in your life and you've tried a lot of different things and, 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 and nothing has worked and no one has had the answer and so you decide, you know what, I'll, I'll, I'll give Jesus a try. I'll, I'll see if He will do something for me. I, I'll see if He will give me something. So this man comes to Jesus and says, what, what, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. He saith unto him, Which, Jesus said, Thou shalt do no murder, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, honor your father and mother, and love your neighbor as yourself. And the young man saith unto him, All these things have I kept from my youth up. What, what am I missing? What am I lacking? I've done all of that. I, I can check all of those boxes off that I, I've, I've succeeded at that. Jesus responds to him and then says, One thing you need to do. I want you to go and sell all that you have. Give it to the poor. and You will have treasure in heaven and come and follow me. There, there it is again. I want you to come and follow me. I don't want you just to come and see what you can get from me and then go about life the way you want to go about it. How many people are faithful to to show up to a church service every Sunday because there is an expectation, there there is a hope that I can get something from God that I need, but then I'm going to go about my life the rest of the week the way I want to. What a, I, what a crazy world of convenience we now have. <laughs> I, I mean, you pretty much now can live without ever leaving your house. For years, people have worked remotely, but now, since COVID, that's even increased. And now you can, you can have everything delivered. Everything. I mean, we thought it was amazing years ago when you could get a pizza delivered. How amazing was that, that Domino's would bring a pizza to your house? Wow. And then, and then you can drive through, drive through a restaurant. You don't even have to go stand in the line at the counter for two minutes anymore. You can stay in your car. But now you got DoorDash and Uber Eats and, and Instacart. Or if you still want to just get out of the house, you got curbside pickup. Wow. How amazing. How amazing is it that the world provides a way now for you to stay at home and be all by yourself, isolated from everybody else, which is completely contrary to the way God wired you. That's another topic for another day. But I'm afraid we've sort of brought that mentality to Christianity. Let me pop in on Sunday morning and see if I can get a few blessings. I, man, I haven't been feeling well this week, so maybe if I'll show up, God will touch me and I'll, I'll be better. You know, my wife and I, we haven't been getting along that great, so maybe if we'll go to church Sunday morning, God will fix her. So we pop in and pop out like the rich man did. I, I need something from you. I want something from you. I, I, I've got all of this, but I'm concerned that I don't have eternal life. And I want to have it, but I just want it to be an addition to my portfolio. 
But you got one thing you got to do. Go sell everything. Give it all to the poor. And then I want you to come and do one simple thing. I want you to follow me. And the Bible says that he went away sorrowful. Because he had too much to give up. He was only willing to get it if it was convenient for him to get it. But Jesus was saying, there's something more I'm looking for from you. And it's really not something that you can't do. It's not really something great I'm asking. I just want you to follow me. Just follow me. Can I tell you today, Jesus is just simply looking for you to follow Him. Follow, just just follow me. Just follow me. That's all I'm asking of you. That, that, uh, that's in, on one hand, uh, uh, based on the story of the rich young ruler, on one hand, that's all I'm asking, but apparently it's also something great to ask for others. He says, I, I want you to just... Follow me. Follow me. I just, that's all I want. But it's what I want. Follow. Just follow. There, there's two people, if I'm not mistaken, two people in Scripture that were translated to not, and they did not see death. One of those is Elijah. But the first one in chronological order of Scripture is Enoch. The Bible says he was translated, he was taken from this earth so that he would not see death. But, but here's all he did. Hebrews says that he, Enoch had this testimony. He pleased God. What did he do to please God? Scripture says what he did was he just walked with God. In the words of Jesus, he just followed. You see, God is asking something of every one of us that we all are capable of giving. He's not asking something from you that requires more than you can do. All he's saying is, I just, I just want you to follow me. But I don't want you just to follow me from 10 to 12 on Sunday morning or 6 to 8 on Sunday night or, or, or 7 to 9 on Thursday. I want you to follow me every moment of every day. You say, well, I don't know if I can keep up. Oh, yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. Because it's, it's Jesus that we can see in some of the places in Scripture, in the Gospels, where he recognized, he recognized the frailty of his, father, of his followers. He recognized the frailty of those twelve disciples because there were times in which he knew they needed to stop for a few moments and just rest. He's not a hard taskmaster. He's not, he's not a, he, the, the scripture, I'm going to read Psalms, the most notable place in the Bible in a moment, but, but, but he, he's not a, you know, you, you drive cattle. They, they drive cattle. But a shepherd doesn't drive sheep. That's not the terminology that's used for a shepherd. A shepherd doesn't drive the sheep. A shepherd leads the sheep. And what do the sheep do? They, they just follow. They just follow. So the psalmist said it. Psalms 23 and 1. We pretty much, most of us could just quote it, but... The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. Jesus says, follow me. If you're going to follow, that means somebody's leading. 
We, we've got all these different buzzwords we like to use. To, and, and I've, in my years of ministry and, 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 and walking with Jesus, I've heard different terms that have, you know, they've been popular for a while. And, and for a while now, the last several years, the one, I mean, disciple, that's the buzzword. That is the buzzword for you, but disciple, disciple. The interesting thing is, if you look from Genesis to Revelation, the common word that applies Old Testament and New Testament to everyone is saint. But in essence, I understand what Jesus was calling them to be His disciples. But He was calling them to just follow Him. And so when David says in Psalms 23, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He wasn't using the word disciple, but that's in essence what he was talking about. I'm just going to follow. I don't think David, I personally don't think David had a clue about some of the things he had insight to. I don't think it's until we have the entire Bible that we look at some of the things like this that David had a glimpse into, but, but I don't know if he fully understood the scope of it. He leads me. What are you doing, David? I'm just following. How do you end up on a throne, David? Surely you planned and schemed and plotted. Surely you had some kind of a great campaign to get you to become the king of Israel. How'd you get? Tell me the secret, David. I'll tell you the secret. The Lord is my shepherd. And as I was following him, I ended up in the throne room. (laughs) By just simply following. Follow me. Isn't it interesting? He, he, I know, and there's other places he, he, we're commissioned. He said, go into all the world. And I, I know that, but we're never supposed to go where he doesn't tell us to go. And we're never supposed to go where he isn't with us. So in essence, even though he tells us to go, he goes before us. So all I'm ever doing is just following Just following. And then David says, I'm following him. But then he says, there's something following me. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. In in one place, David says this, Psalms 42 and 1, he says this, As the heart, H-A-R-T, that's a type of deer, As the heart panteth after the water brooks, so panteth my soul after thee, O God. Is there anybody that you've had some days where you just have such a driving passion for God, to know God, you want to know God, you want to, anybody ever have some of those days? Listen to what he says in, in Psalm 63, verse 1. O oh God, Thou art my God, early will I seek Thee. My soul thirsteth for Thee, my flesh longeth for Thee in a dry and a thirsty land where no water is. Anybody ever had some of those days? You were just so hungry for God. You got up earlier than you had to get up. The, you know, you had to get up at a certain time to get ready to get to work. But you were just so hungry that you got up early to seek Him. I know all of you live there every day. Listen to what he says in verse number 8. My soul followeth hard after thee. My soul followeth hard. That means, God, I'm, I'm right on your heels. You ever had somebody, oftentimes it's usually one of your kids, they give you a flat so closely on your heels that they step on the back and your shoe comes off. Or have you ever been in a crowd? 
trying to move, walk in a crowd, and somebody steps on your heel, and the shoe comes off, and if you got the Holy Ghost, you lose it for a second when you turn around. (sighs) Or when I'm the one doing the stepping on the heel and knocking the shoe off, I am the most meek, humble person you've ever seen. I'm sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm sorry. I don't know what kind of person's going to respond. Here David says, I, I'm following hard after you, God. I'm, I'm up early seeking for you. I'm, I'm so hungry for you. It's driving me after you. Anybody ever been there? I didn't say, are you there? I said, have you been there? I know there have been some times in my life like that. I, I mean, it was almost like almost every waking thought was following after him. It was hungering after him. It was thirsting after him. You see, there are some seasons we go through where we're able to follow hard after him. We're pursuing him. We're right there. Every step, every step he takes, we're right there with him. But listen to Psalms 119 and 176. And, and, and David did not write every psalm in, in, in the psalms. Many of them he did. And Psalm 119, and most if you're in a King James Bible, most of the time at the beginning of a psalm it'll tell you who wrote the psalm. And at the beginning of Psalm 119, there's no specifics as to who wrote the psalm. But if you research it out, there, there is the opinion by many that David wrote Psalm 119. So if he did, supposing he did, I want you to see the contrast between what I just read to you where he says, I'm following hard after you. As the heart panteth after the water brook, so panteth my soul. Then, he, then, then, then Psalm 119, the amazing thing about Psalm 119 is Psalm 119 is the longest chapter in the Bible. The single longest chapter in the Bible, 176 verses. Out of those, out of those 176 verses... Almost all of them. I think it's all but about four or five verses out of 176 verses make reference to the Word of God. You'll find it in a variety of ways. Words like statutes, judgments, precepts, testimonies, commandments. It is an amazing declaration of the significance, the importance, the amazingness of the Word of God. But the conclusion, the very last thing he says, it's not this great exclamation point about the Word of God and how awesome and wonderful it is. The very last thing he says is, I've gone astray like a lost sheep. Seek thy servant For I do not forget thy commandments. Very likely, the same guy who says, I'm going hard after you, God. I thirst for you. I have such a driving passion for you that I get up early. I I haven't been until the last couple of years. I know I am aging. Because I've never been an early morning morning person. I've never been a lazy person. In fact, I I enjoy, do I like to do physical labor, but let's let's start work around 10. Let's work, I'll work till 7, 8 o'clock, but let's, let's start. I just... What's very frustrating is I'm not a morning person, haven't been a morning person, and I wasn't a night owl either. I can't wake up in the morning and I can't stay awake at night. I find myself now the last couple of years more and more early in the morning. 
So those of you that are morning people, it may all come normal for you to seek Him early. Some of us, if we're seeking Him early, you ought to pay attention. Because that is saying something. <laughs> that is, that's showing some real hunger. <laughs> he says, I, I, I'll seek you early. I'm hungry for you, God. And then possibly the same guy turns around and says, I've, I've gone astray. I don't, I, there, there feels like a great gulf fixed between you and I this morning. Many blank stares. So I came here this morning with the intention of not, if I didn't preach to anybody else today, I was going to preach to me. So if you want to just keep listening, keep listening. <laughs> he, the same guy, the same guy who on one hand says, I'm following you with everything I've got. On the other hand says, I've, I've lost my way. I've strayed. That's why we got to hear me, church. That's why you got to be careful when somebody starts down the path of the prodigal son walking away from God. You better not assume you know the motive because it might not be just outright rebellion. Oh, there are those that walk away from God with rebelliousness. It's, that's all it is. They. They don't want God or anybody else telling them what to do, how to live. But you know what? I am of the opinion that the majority of people that walk away from God do not walk away with a rebellious attitude. It's like the psalmist said, I, uh, the Lord, you are my shepherd. I know you're the one I'm supposed to be following. I, I know you're the one that's supposed to be leading the way, but, but I've gotten distracted. I've gotten off track. There, there's some things that have gotten my attention and I've, I've wondered but here's what I want you to know even if I've wondered God I have not forgot your commandments God I need you to know my wandering is not because I'm neglecting or rejecting you I've just let life get in the way I've let circumstances get in the way I've let some trials and some tribulations get in the way and I've gotten off track but I want you to know God down deep inside I still want to follow you. All you're asking me to do is follow you and that's what I want you to do. So if I get off track, let's get something straight. Let's get something straight, God. My wandering is not intentional. My wandering is not rebellious. My wandering is life. It's distraction. It's stuff. But I want you to know you are my shepherd. You are the one I really want to follow. You're the one I know that's got the best path for me to follow. And so don't neglect me. Don't abandon me. I need you to come looking for me even if I stray. Because down deep inside I want to follow you. God, I've, I love those days where I'm going hard after Him. Boy, I feel, I feel good about myself on those days. Man, I got, I'm, I'm telling you what, I feel like a saint on those days where I'm just going hard after Him. But on those other days, and I don't know, but I'm just going to be real with you this morning. Maybe not overall, but I tell you what, the last couple of weeks, I'm just going to tell you, there's been a lot more days of straying than there has been going hard after Him. I know you know it, but I'm just going to tell you, there ain't no magical thing that I've got that you don't have. What I do have is a double condemnation, though. You can sit there in those mornings, you ain't going hard after him, and it's just you not going hard after him. But when I'm sitting there not going hard after him, it's me not going hard after him, and three or four hundred people I'm responsible for. Here's the thing. 
Paul said to Tim, Paul said to Timothy, some men's sins go before them to judgment and some come after them. And in the, con- in, the, in the specific context of what Paul was saying there to Timothy, I don't know that it was specifically about eternity and judgment, but I think there's a principle there. Some men's sins go before them to judgment and other men's sins follow after them. How do your sins go before you to judgment? By repentance. By confession, by acknowledging. I, every now and then, you don't do this, I would encourage you to do this. Every now and then, if I'm going through some struggles, if I'm not doing things exactly the way I ought to be doing, if I'm not praying as much as I ought to be praying, I, I will say, God, let's get something straight here. Let's get something straight. I want you to know that I know that this is not okay. I want you to know that I know that I don't think I'm good. I want you to know that I know I ought to be going hard after you and I'm not. Because the way that you deal with me (laughs) is going to vary based on what I know or what I don't know. Because if I don't know that I need you, If I don't know that where I am is not a good place, then the way you have to deal with me is going to be a little more stern. Maybe a little more harsh to get my attention. So I know you may still have to do something, but let's at least get it clear. I know. I don't have no excuse. So here's the thing. He says, come here, Josh, you look like you'd be a good shepherd. Come on. So he says, he says, the Lord is my shepherd. He leads me. Sometimes, man, I'm going to give you a flat. I'll polish your shoes for you later. I mean, sometimes, man, I'm right there. He's moving. and Come on, if I'm pushing you, that means I need you to speed up. If I'm pulling, so there we go. Come on. I mean, sometimes, man, I'm right there. I'm in step, man. I'm, whoa, we are... I'm following hard after. You're leading and I'm going. I, I, I know you're God, but I'm in control right now. <laughs> I know that's some other people here's problem too, but. <laughs> so on those days, it's all good. But then there's some days you can go a little slowly. There you go. Just kind of, there you go. There's some other days I'm I'm still following, but I'm not quite on your heels. But I'm following. I'm still following. May not be keeping up with you, but I'm following. I may not be right there beside you, but I'm following. And I'm going to keep following. And then there's some days you keep moving. And there goes a squirrel. And next thing I know, I look around, and I don't see you, and I don't feel you. And like Job said, I looked for you in front of me, and I looked for you behind me. I went on the left, and I went on the right, and I can't find you, God. But I don't forget your commandments. I'm not rejecting you. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just a lost sheep. But now watch this. Oh, I love this. Watch this. Watch this. The Lord is my shepherd. He leads me. So he's in front of me. Come here, goodness. Come here, Reese. I need you to be mercy for me. Watch this. The Lord is my shepherd. So I'm not going to want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me. So wherever wherever he's going, I'm following because he leads me. But I am sandwiched. If he's my shepherd, 
if I have not forgotten his commandments, even though I've strayed, watch this, watch this. I'm preaching to some people this morning that you spend your life looking over your shoulder, worried about what's following you. Have you sent your sins ahead of you to judgment? Because if you sent your sins ahead, then what is following you is goodness and mercy all the days of my life. Watch this, watch this. He leadeth me. That word leadeth is similar to the word follow that Jesus said to the disciples and said to any man, if you're going to come after me, follow me. Just It's, it's a voluntary thing. It's, it's what you do. It's what you're trying to do. Follow me. I'm leading. You follow. But then it says goodness and mercy shall follow. But here's the thing, don't forget, your following and my following sometimes can get us still wandering. So if goodness and mercy are following the same way I'm following, that's not really reassuring. Because what happens if I wander? Goodness and mercy might wander. It's not the same follow. My following and their following are not the same following. The goodness and mercy following me is like somebody that is always hard on your trail. In fact, it, it, one of the commentaries says that the goodness and mercy following you is like your enemy for following you, pursuing you. So that means they are doggedly following you. So as I am following, the Lord is my shepherd. And sometimes I get a little distant. No matter how distant I may get or may start to wander, if I look over my shoulder, coming up behind me is goodness and mercy. And they're going to follow me all the days of my life as I follow Him. Oh, God, I don't know about you. I, I know I'm the one that's supposed to be the example. And I know I'm the one that's supposed to have it all down. I know that's the one I am and that's the one I'm supposed to be. But I don't have to tell you I'm not. You already know that. I wish I could just reach the point that when that distance comes, Brother Isaac, Instead of looking back with fear and worry and trepidation over what's following behind me, I could look back and go, oh, there's some distance between me and him. But man, right there, oh, hey goodness, in mercy. Because no matter how far I get from him, they don't get far from me. So I may not always follow Him the way I need to follow Him, but He says, I put something on your path, and it's always going to follow you. So if you don't forget me, you may go astray. But as we say now in 2022, I got your back. Thank you. So I think it would be safe to conclude that when Jesus said to Matthew and when Jesus said to Philip and then when Jesus says to any man, when he said, follow me, I don't think he said it with an attitude of, you better follow me. He wasn't saying it as a harsh commandment. He wasn't saying it with some kind of stick of, you better. He was saying it as the most genuine, wonderful invitation that you and I will ever receive. 
wait, you want me to follow you? You want me? Do, do you know me? Yeah. Do you know what I've done? Yeah. And yet you still say, follow me. Just, just, just follow me. Just follow me. Yeah, the, the, the psalmist got it right. There's sometimes my following him is going to lead me through the valley. I, I, I guess it's part of what my wife's been going through these last couple of months is what's sort of causing the focus of it. But but and, and some of the things Brother Grossbach preached and taught last weekend, either in the services or in the leadership meetings, was was just such a help and a confirmation because I I, I don't want to be negative Nancy. Sorry if your name's Nancy. I don't want to be doubtful, Dan. There we go. Let's even it out. I don't want to be this gloomy, glum Christian. But I'm also very weary and burdened for this mentality that has worked its way into Christianity. That Christianity is just all about having this wonderful, fantastic, great life. No pain, no problems, no difficulties. Every prayer you pray, God's going to answer it. God's going to fix it. I said it already in the last couple of months. There is no doubt in my mind that God is. Not that God was a healer, but that God is a healer. I know that. I've experienced it, and you people in here have experienced that. I believe, and it's not about, there, there's no place in Scripture that the problem is ever a lack of faith. At least in this context. <laughs> because the man came to Jesus, he had a need and he had doubt, but he was honest about his doubt. Jesus didn't tell him, you go away and fast and pray for 21 days, get rid of all your doubt, come back and talk to me and I'll help you. No, the man was just simply honest. He said, Lord, I believe, but I need you to help my unbelief. So the, the problem is not more faith, and the problem is not that you even have some doubt as long as you're honest about the doubt. I prayed. I, I mean, several weeks ago now, there was a Sunday morning, many of you were here. We stretched our hands in the direction of my house, and there was powerful prayer. It was a powerful prayer in this place. And guess what? Over the next couple of weeks after that, my wife got worse. You blaming the prayer? No, I'm just telling you, prayer is not your magic wand for every problem. So I'm not trying to, I don't want to be negative and, and, and I don't want to be Igor. Eeyore, sorry, yes. Eeyore, thank you. I don't want to be I don't want to be grumpy. I want to be sneezy either. But I, I do want to be real. I want to be real for my own self, for my own life. And so I'm not telling you this morning, I'm not giving you some fluffy, whipped creamy invitation. Follow Jesus. Skip through the tulips. Follow Jesus. No. No. To see what you have to learn to do is you have to learn to just follow when there's all kinds of money in the bank. But you've also got to keep following when you don't know how you're going to pay for the next round of bills. You got to follow him when there's no pain and sickness in your body.
But you also got to follow when you can barely even move because there's so much pain. You got to follow when your marriage is going great. You got to follow when your marriage is falling apart. You got to follow when your kids are doing what they're supposed to do. You got to follow when your kids aren't doing what they're supposed to do. You got to follow when your parents are doing what they're supposed to do. And you've also just got to follow when they're not doing what they're supposed to do. So what he's saying is no matter if it's the mountaintop or the valley, if it's the good days or the bad days, I just want you to simply follow me. And if you'll follow me, then I've got something following you. And if you will just stick with me, everything is going to work out for the good. Just follow me. Just follow me. I haven't preached a whole lot this year. In fact, I've preached less the first part of this year than I've preached the beginning of many years now. Between Brother Herring being here and other things. I would love to have come in here today with some crazy, amazing, deep new revelation for you. But I've come with a simple message today. I've come with a simple request from the Lord today. He's asking you and I. Would you just follow me? You want to talk about somebody that went astray. (laughs) You want to talk about somebody that was following for a while and had a pretty prominent position of following, but then went astray. All you got to do is talk about Peter. Peter, the one that Jesus said, I give you the keys to the kingdom. That's the one. Interesting thing is this. When they come to the garden to take Jesus away, who is it that's ready to fight? Who is it that's ready to lay down their life? The very one who said, Not me, Lord. I'm not denying you. He said, I will fight with you until the death. When they came to the garden to take Jesus away, Peter did exactly what he said. He grabs a sword and he's ready to fight. He's ready to lay his life down. And Jesus, hold on, Peter, that's not what we're going to do right here. And You want to talk about sort of insult to injury. He reaches down and picks up the ear of the enemy and puts it back on his head and doesn't... I'm trying to save you from this guy and you're healing him. And they take Jesus away. And the Bible tells us that Peter followed, but it also tells us this. It says he followed from afar. You see, as long as Peter was right next to Jesus, he was ready to fight till the death. But unfortunately, like a lost sheep, he started going astray. And there was some distance that got between him and Jesus. He's standing around the fire as they are saying, you are one of his. And three times, he denies Jesus. But guess who was on Peter's trail? Goodness and mercy. And a few days later, Jesus shows up on the shore as they're out fishing. We don't find him punishing Peter. We don't find him scolding Peter. We find him, figuratively at least, embracing him and basically saying, Peter, just keep following me. 
I know you had a little hard time here, Peter. I know it's been a rough couple of days here, Peter, but if you'll just keep following me. See, the good news today is when you go astray, God does not change His mind about you. He didn't show up on the shores that day when Peter was out in the boat and said, uh, Hey, Peter, where's my keys? You messed up. You blew it. Give me the keys back, Peter. It's not what he did. Because goodness and mercy were following him. Because even though he went astray down deep inside, he still wanted to follow Jesus. Would you stand right now, please, if you would? I want to get it. This isn't really the normal way I usually do it at least, but I just feel this right now. I want to give an invitation to anybody and everybody right now, whether you're a guest, you're a you're a member, whatever it is. But is there anybody here today that, that you just want to say, maybe it's your first time, you've never really said it before, but you want to say today, Jesus, I want to follow you. Jesus, I want to follow you. But I also think there's some people here today that you just need to say all over. Maybe it's not because you've gone astray. Maybe you haven't wandered. Maybe you're still right there on his heels. But you just want to say all over again today, Jesus, I want to follow you. Jesus, I want to follow you. Jesus, there may be some days where I'm following hard after you. Jesus, there may be some days where I'm seeking you early and I'm panting for you the way the heart pants for you. There may be some days that I am so driven by my hunger for you that I'm right on your heels. But I want you to know on those other days as well, if I'm not following as closely as I need to, if there's a little bit of space that's gotten between you and me, I want you to know it's still my desire to follow you so I'm trusting that goodness and mercy are coming behind me it's not a rod of correction it's not judgment that's following me if I'm still trying to follow you as my shepherd then I've got goodness and I've got mercy I feel like what I'm about to say is going to sound so simple and elementary and it's it's not going to be all that deep but I just feel to tell you there's some people here today God wants you to walk out of this sanctuary and quit looking over your shoulder God wants you to walk out of here today and quit worrying about what's coming behind you because goodness and mercy have got your back and if you'll just keep following him even if you don't always do it as well as you should goodness and mercy are coming behind you come on I think the Holy Ghost is just it may not knock you off your feet right now It may not be some powerful touch that knocks you over. It might be just that gentle, sweet touch of confirmation, of affirmation of Him saying, I I know you're following and I want you to know, I know you're there. Come on, I, I know some of you are responding and you need to respond for yourself. But if you don't need to respond for yourself right now, there's some people throughout this sanctuary that God needs to use you to minister to them, to pray for them, to touch them right now. Come on. I may not always follow you, Jesus. I know I'm supposed to love you with all of my heart, soul, mind, and strength. I I know that's what I'm supposed to do. I know that's how I'm supposed to love you, but I'm, I'm just, I'm just gonna tell you. Some days I go astray. Just gonna tell you, Lord. Some days I wander, but I, I want you to know that down deep inside, it's not because I've forgotten you. It's 
not because I don't want to follow you. I'm just, I'm a lost sheep that's lost my way. Not only am I going to trust you to come looking for me, but I'm going to trust goodness and mercy to come behind me. I'm going to trust goodness and mercy that they're on my back. I'm going to trust that your goodness and mercy that's that's trailing me. It's not my enemies that are doggedly on my heel. It's not wrath. It's not judgment that's chasing after me. Goodness. Mercy. Goodness. Mercy. If I stumble, it's goodness and mercy that are right behind me to pick me up. When I blow it, when I mess it up, it's goodness and mercy that are right behind me. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I want to follow you. I want to keep following you. I want to just simply follow you. It's not a hard thing you asked, God. It's not some complicated task you've asked of us. Just a simple request. A simple invitation. Follow. Just follow me. Just follow me. Follow me when your heart, when you're hungry for me, the same way the heart is thirsty for the water. Follow me. Follow hard after me when you're driven with your hunger and passion for me. But even when that's not there, even if you've gone astray, just just keep following. Just keep following. When you fall, keep following. When you mess up, keep following. When you don't get it all right, keep following me. When you don't pray like you should pray, keep following me. When you haven't read your Bible like you ought to read it, keep following me. When you haven't dotted the I's and crossed the T's the way you ought to, just keep following me. Because if you're following me, I've got goodness and mercy following you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We want to follow you. 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 the name of Jesus there's a number of folks that are still praying and you're praying and the Holy Ghost is ministering to you I would encourage you not to quit too soon but if you're not praying and you need to go or you want to go please feel free to do so again thank you all for being with us today the name of Jesus we want to follow we're not going to always get it just right Jesus but we want to follow we're not going to do it perfectly all the time Lord we want to follow I may stray some days Lord but I really want to follow
I may get off track sometimes, but I still want to follow. I want to follow you. I want to follow you. You've invited me to follow, so I want to follow. In the name of Jesus.